Hello, everyone. Welcome to Devin's Read Aloud. My name is Devin Manning, and for today's podcast, I'll be reading The Spiderware Chronicles, The Field Guide by Holly Black and Tony DiTorelzi. Are you ready? Let's begin. Chapter 7, in which the fate of the mice is discovered. I really need your help, said Jared. His brother and sister were lying on the rug in front of the television. Each one had a controller, and from where he was standing, he could see colors flit across their faces as the screen changed. Mallory snorted but didn't reply. Jared took that as a positive response. At this point, anything that didn't involve this was a positive response. I know you think I did it. Jared said, opening the book to the page about Bogarts. But honest, I didn't. You heard the thing in the walls. There was the writing on the desk and the footprints in the flower. And remember the nest? Remember remember how you guys pulled everything out of that nest? Mallory stood up and snatched the book out of his hands. Give it back, Jared pleaded, making a grab for it. Mallory held it over her head. This book is what started all the trouble. No, Jared said. That's not true. I got the book after your hair was knotted. Give it back, Mallory. Please give it back. Now she held it in two hands. One on either side of the open book, poised to rip it apart. Mallory, no, no. Jared was nearly speechless with panic. If he didn't think of something quick, the book was going to be in pieces. Wait, Mal, Simon said, getting up from the floor. Mallory waited. What help did you want, Jared? Jared took a deep breath. I've been thinking that if our messing up the nest is what got it upset, then maybe we could make a new nest. I I took a birdhouse and put some stuff in it. I thought, well, I thought that maybe the Bogart was a little bit like us. Maybe it's stuck here too. I mean, maybe it doesn't even want to be here. here. Maybe being here makes it mad. Okay, before I say I believe you, Mallory said, holding the book in a less threatening position, tell me exactly what do you want us to do i need you guys to work the dumbwaiter jared said so i can bring the house up to the library i thought it would be safe there let's see this house mallory said she and simon followed jared into the hall and he showed it to them it was made from a wooden birdhouse large enough for a crow to roost in Jared had found it among the ones hung in the attic, sliding up the back, and he showed them how he had arranged everything except the cockroaches neatly inside. On the walls, he had taped up the newspaper words and also a few small pictures from magazines. Did you cut up mom's stuff to make that? Simon asked. Yeah, Jared said and shrugged. You really did a lot of work. Mallory said. So you'll help me? 
Jared wanted to ask for the book back, but he didn't want to make his sister mad all over again. Mallory looked at Simon and nodded. I want to go first, though, said Simon. Jared hesitated. Sure, he said, walking quietly past the den where their mother was phoning construction people, they went into the kitchen. Simon hesitated in front of the dumbwaiter. Do you think my mice are alive? Jared didn't know what to say. He thought about the tadpoles frozen in ice. He wanted Simon to help, but didn't want to lie. Simon got down on his knees and climbed into the dumbwaiter. In a few moments, Mallory had wheeled him up inside the wall. Simon gave a small gasp as he started moving, but then they heard nothing, even after the dumbwaiter stopped. You said there was a desk in there and papers, Mallory said. Yeah, Jared wasn't sure what she was driving at. If she didn't believe him, she could ask Simon when he came back down. Well, they needed to get it in there somehow, and it wasn't little, right? So an adult worked in there. But how did an adult get in there? Jared was puzzled for a moment. Then he understood. A secret door? Mallory nodded. Maybe. The dumb waiter came back down and Jared got inside. The little house cradled in his lap. Mallory winched him up inside the dark tunnel. The trip was fast, but he was still very, very glad to see the library. Simon was standing in the middle of the room, looking around in awe. Jerry grinned. See? It's so cool in here, said Simon. Look at all these animal books. Thinking about the secret door, Jared tried to picture where he must be in relation to the rest of the rooms upstairs. He figured which direction would head toward the hall. Mallory thinks there's a hidden door, Jared said. Simon came over. There was a bookcase, a large picture, and a cabinet in front of the wall Jared was looking at. Picture? Simon said. And together they took down the large oil painting. It was a of a thin man with glasses sitting stiffly on a green chair. Jared wondered if that was Arthur Spiderwick. Behind the picture was nothing but flat wall. Maybe we could pull out some of the books, Jared said, taking out one entitled Mysterious Mushrooms Fabulous Fungi. Simon opened the cabinet doors. Hey, Look at this! They opened into the upstairs linen closet. A few minutes later, Mallory was looking around the room too. This place is creepy, Mallory said. Simon grinned. Yeah, and no one knows about it but us. And the Bogart, said Jared. He hung the, his birdhouse from a wall scone. Mallory and Simon helped him make sure that the insides were arranged, and then each of them added something to the house. Jared put in one of his winter gloves, thinking that the Bogart could use it as a sleeping bag. Simon added a small dish he'd once used to give his lizards water. 
And Mallory must have believed Jared a little because she tucked her silver fencing medal with the blue ribbon neatly inside. When they were done, they looked it over. They all thought it was a fine house. Let's leave it a note, Simon suggested. A note? Jared asked. Yeah, Simon pawned through the drawers of the desk and found some paper, a pen with a nib, and a bottle of ink. Hey, I didn't notice this, Jared said. He pointed to the watercolor painting of a man and a little girl on the desk. Underneath it, in faint pencil, was the inscription. My darling daughter, Lucinda, age four. So Arthur was her dad, Mallory asked. I guess so, said Simon, clearing space on the desk to write. Let me do it, Mallory said. You guys will take forever. Just tell what to write. She unstopped the ink and dipped the pen. It made a scratchy but legible line on the paper. Dear Bogart, Simon started. Do you think that's polite? Jared asked. I already wrote it, Mallory said. Dear Bogart, Simon said again. We are writing you to say that we are sorry we messed up your first house. We hope you like what we made and that even if you don't, that you'll stop pinching us and other things. And that if you have Jeffrey and Lemon Drop too, please take care of them because they are good mice. Got it, Mallory said. Okay then, said Jared. They put the note on the floor near the little house and left the library. Over the next week, none of them had time to visit the library, even through the linen closet. Construction people and movers were milling around the house during the day, and their mother was watching them closely at night, even going so far as to pace the hallways. School had finally started, which wasn't as bad as Jared had feared. The new school was small, but it had a fencing team for Mallory, and no one was too mean to them their first couple of days there. So far, Jared had managed to behave. Best of all, there were no more night attacks, no more scuttling in the walls, nothing other than Mallory's shorter hair to make it seem like the whole thing had really happened. Except that Simon and Mallory were as eager to visit the room again as Jared was. They got their chance one Sunday when their mother went out shopping and left Mallory in charge. As soon as their mom's car pulled out of the driveway, they rushed up to the closet. Inside the library, very little had changed. The painting leaned up against the wall. The birdhouse hung from the scone. Everything appeared to be just the way they left it. The note's gone, announced Simon. Did you take it? Mallory asked Jared. No, Jared insisted. There was the loud sound of a throat being cleared, and the three turned around the desk. Standing on it, in worn overalls and a wide-brimmed hat was a little man about the size of a pencil. His eyes were as black as beetles, his nose was large and red, and he looked very like the illustration from the guide. 
he was holding a pair of le- leashes that attached to to two gray mice that were sniffling the edge of the desk. Jeffrey? Lemon drop? Jared squealed. Thimbletack likes his new house well. The little man said, but that's not what he's come to tell. Jared nodded, not sure what to say. Mallory looked like someone had smacked her in the face, but she hadn't figured it out yet. The mannequin went on. Arthur Spiderwick's book is not for your kind. Too much about Faye for a mortal to find. All who have kept it have come to harm, be it through violence or through charm. Throw the book away, toss it in a fire. If you do not heed, you will draw their ear. They? Who are they? Jared asked, but the little man just tipped his cap and jumped off the side of the desk. He landed in the bright flood of sunlight in the open window and disappeared. Mallory seemed to break out of her trance. Can I see the book? She asked. Jared nodded. He'd taken to keeping it with him wherever he went. Mallory knelt down and flipped through the pages with her fingers, quicker than Jared could read. Hey, Jared said, what are you doing? Mallory's voice was weird. I was just looking. I mean, this is a big book. It wasn't a small book. Yeah, I guess. And all these entries, all these things are real. Jared, that's a lot of real. And then suddenly, Jared understood what she was saying. If you looked at it that way, it was a big book, an absolutely huge book, too large to even comprehend. And worst of all, they were only at the beginning. That is all for today. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for more episodes. Please give a like and share this podcast. Until next time, see you again at Devin's Read Aloud. Bye-bye.